0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Daily Fitness Education. I am your host, a personal trainer. My name is Kyle. I'm in the trenches every single day, learning about fitness and how to improve it. This one's going to be pretty straightforward. I'm going to give you my five favorite exercises. I'm going to explain why, and that's going to be pretty much it. Because I got to call my mom. I've been—I usually call all my family uh, on these drives home at the end of the day to just kind of touch base and see everyone. But I've been recording all of these podcasts for you. So this one's going to be short. I'm going to talk about the five, my five favorite in priority. Which ones would I do if I got stranded on a desert with some weights, <laughs> with a gym? <laughs> if I could have a certain amount of equipment, which I do in my basement, um, which exercise would I prioritize? Now, I have a gym in my basement and I'm needing a couple more pieces, but I work at a corporate gym and I don't actually need them at home yet. But if I was setting up my own personal gym that I would need everything, what uh, what five movements would they be, and then what would the tools be as well to fill that gym? Either way, um, we're going to dive into that in just a moment. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kyle Roche and this is The Daily Fitness Education, the podcast designed to highlight how anyone can become successful in any endeavor at all in life, learning every day. I'll discuss something that i've learned in the past something i may have learned that day or something that i'm about to learn through books mentors courses formal education colleagues and practical steps with clients you can listen along through the lens of a personal trainer and the healthy enthusiasts around me and learn from my trials and tribulations as to how to achieve the intangible habits to pursue your own future in fitness righty, end game addicts. So, if I were to only need five exercises ever, um, that would mean I would need those in my household, the place I live, right? I would need the tools as well. So, um, I'm going to link up the tools that I would need inside my household. That, and I'll tell you whether or not I do have them inside my my home gym. I think I'm I think I'm missing two pieces, um, but the first for me would be a hex bar deadlift. The hex bar, um, the deadlift itself, anterior or hex bar, I'm talking anterior deadlift you're holding the bar in front of you. Um, Olympic bar deadlifts, RDLs, Romanian deadlifts. There's a, there's a whole world of different styles of deadlifts. For me, just hands down the deadlift trains your posterior chain. It asks a ton of your upper back, your lats, your low back, your glutes, your hamstrings, even your quads, your grip strength, your forearms, your extensor and flexor group, your biceps, like your shoulders. It asks so much uh, of, of all muscle or of most muscle all at once. So it's the bread and butter most efficient way to stimulate musculature. If you are lifting at max capacity, meaning you're getting close to failure, you can fail in three different ways, speed, technique, and muscle. If you're getting close to only failing at muscle, I would encourage for safety and long term, you never fail at speed and you never fail at technique. Um, That means you're doing it either too fast or your form is falling apart. When that happens, you lack muscle integrity or muscle stability and you ruin the uh, you you increase the likelihood of risk. uh, But you also ruin the, the outcomes from the workout itself. So a deadlift performed well Um, I believe is hands down the most efficient exercise possible when we're talking about, hey, it could even be cardio if you're doing tons of them. Um, But uh, for strength and musculature development, there's a lot of stats and studies suggesting that this is the most uh, effective and efficient movement. It is the most detrimental, but it is, in my opinion, the bread and butter, number one most important exercise you should be doing if you want to improve your testosterone, if you want to improve your athletic Potential and capacity. Um, the deadlift is hands down the best as well. Um, your strength and then also muscle gain. So that's my pick. Other people can disagree, um, but I've been doing this a long time, and I would say hands down, that's where I would go first if I needed a certain amount of exercises left. Uh, second would be a barbell front squat. Um, now, of course, if you had the barbell and some plates, you could do, you know, your front squat, your back squat. Um, and, you know, I, I just say the front squat mainly because it's a lot more athletic. It keeps your spine a lot more upright. Uh, the bar will always stay over your midfoot. It's the center of gravity for you if you're doing your technique appropriately. And I say front squat because I front squat actually a lot more than I back squat. It's a lot more athletic. It requires a lot more of your core, um, but it's a lot less your body can stay more upright with a back squat, placing the bar on the back of your shoulders or the behind your neck instead of in front of your neck, the bar will still be placed over your midfoot. So if you're back squatting, it's going to uh, hands down create a ton of, sorry, just uh, lights. Um, it's gonna take, place a ton more shearing pressure on your spine. So it's gonna place more of a horizontal um, vector against your spine instead of an axial uh, vertical vector when you're a little bit more upright in a front squat. Um, Your core is a lot more engaged. Your quads are suggested to get more demand. I still say the back squat is a phenomenal exercise. I'm not saying I never do it. I'm saying I do it far less. I strength lift and train for both power and muscle with a front squat more often than every other squat. So, Secondly, I picked the front squat because there's a lot more musculature involved than um, most other movements, okay? It is a full body exercise that I could definitely be doing ongoing. You'll notice that both of those have a remarkable amount of of leg recruitment. Uh, The deadlift is a little bit more posterior chain, lights up the backside of your body with some front, of course, uh, and the back squat uh, is a little bit more even keeled and, and lights up the front a little bit more if we were to bias it, but definitely both of those use your entire body then I would then prioritize a one-arm dumbbell row, okay? That's my favorite exercise that I think should be a staple in every single person's arsenal, okay? Um, that's, that's just a no-brainer. Um, I would say if we were... This is going to hybridize. Okay, um, the, the one-arm dumbbell row, before I skip on passing, I'm just saying hands down it's the best upper body exercise. You can unilaterally fix imbalances with it. You can develop a ton of musculature. You can bias the technique a little bit and go put your chest into a little bit more extension, which is just shoving your chest out a little bit more so you can get more of a lat and, and mid-back trap contraction. Um, pretty good. Pretty good exercise. I would say my favorite number one upper body exercise. going to help you to build a ton of musculature and strength, and it's a full body exercise you're having to stabilize your body over the bench, keeping your weight nice and even. If you don't do this one well, well, that's like the squat and the deadlift and every technique in the gym, you can biomechanically butcher all of these and they become very ineffective exercises. But if you do them right, then I'd say hands down, the one-arm dumbbell row is my favorite. Has a ton of variations, you can play with it. um, But I would say just the standard variation where you're looking for lat contraction and pulling from in front of your shoulder to the back down into your hip at full contraction, my favorite upper body exercise second i'm gonna hybridize only because chin-ups are glorified and pulling is typically better for your shoulders than pushing in the physio world that being said the shoulders is such a complicated joint if not one of you know if not the most complicated joint in the body there is so many things going on in your rotator cuff and your labrum and in all of the um the lats pec minor pec major all the different tissue going on in and around your shoulder it's a complicated movement. So typically, um, if you have shoulder dysfunction, physios don't recommend you pull overhead, and they also recommend that you pull more than you push. Um, so hybridize. not sure where all the science lies with this one, I'm in between a chin-up and a, a dumbbell chest press. I think you don't need to push much in the modern day, okay? But without pushing, you're not gonna have a, a well-developed chest. Um, has told me that you can push at three to one or three to none at, in order to maintain healthy chests or healthy shoulders and i said it will definitely always for my ego serving purpose of wanting to look cool naked be at a three to one always for me okay i personally think there's there's some value in vanity i don't think it's the only thing but um like stability long-term well-being feeling good being kind having good energy with others you know, not being a douche right just being a good person and trying to pick other people up that's the name of the game here uh, emotionally, not sexually. Watch where your minds go. <laughs> I, guess, I guess maybe my mind went there. Either way, um, big takeaway is more or less, I would probably bias if your shoulders were healthy, a pull up over a chest press. But because I'm a gym junkie and I love chest press, the dumbbell chest press would be my can't live without, uh, fourth exercise. Okay. And fifth, it could even be third and prioritize all upper, other body, upper body movements and it would be the Bulgarian split squat. Um, it is one of the most demanding unilateral lunge variations possible. Um, if you don't know what it is, just Google it, Bulgarian split squat. As soon as you type in Bulgarian spl," without the IT, you're going to get split squat popping up because it's just so unbelievably important you get to stretch out the backside of your hip. You get to fix any imbalances. You'll notice that two of my favorite exercises were a one-arm dumbbell row and then a Bulgarian split squat. So you can fix all, not all imbalances, but you can work on any muscle dysfunction or muscle imbalances by training unilateral exercises. Okay. In advanced muscle correctives, this isn't not corrective exercise. This is just saying fixing imbalances and strength. Um, Fixing dysfunction is a whole different world. But if I could have my world of exercise and stability solved, it would be that order and that ranking. Um, Before I, you know, sum up, I would say the Bulgarian split squat is also an extremely taxing leg exercise. I don't know if you've done them. Your legs are fried by the end. Um, And I would say it is, you know, definitely it should be a part of every single leg program on the planet. Uh, assuming that people don't have any back dysfunction or hip dysfunction or knee dysfunction or any breaks, tr- uh, tears, strains, sprains. Um, a guy named Giotto Franco, 2009-2010, all, all pro, uh, personal trainer for the Green Bay Packers said that every good leg program on the planet should have a Bulgarian split squat. So it it fits in every single one of my programs. Um, I don't give it to people who don't have the athletic capacity yet. I work on step ups, then I work on to elevated lunges, then I work on to uh, reverse lunges with with TRX, then I work on reverse lunges without any stability, then I work on forward walking lunges, and then eventually, um, once we've done enough forward walking lunges, we will advance to the Bulgarian split squat. So it is the pinnacle of uh one-sided leg training and you can you can see that progression and breakdown visually in the end-game training system and get all of the information I give to you on this podcast at the price of nothing <laughs> like 200 bucks to get all the information that I've packed into that program is surreal um, so go check it out it should be uh, it, it will be available in a couple I want to say a couple weeks to maybe a month or two um, this has been a long time coming putting all these products together either way. If you've been following this, you would be getting frustrated because, like, Kyle, I can't buy any of your shit. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. It's all so so close to being finished. Um, Either way, deadlift, hands down, number one. Number one, priority, though, is you got to do it safely. Spend the time learning how to do it. Hire a coach for a couple sessions. Get them to clean up your technique. Assuming the coach knows what they're talking about. see a lot of atrocities go on in uh, deadlift coaching. Second, front squatting, uh, far more athletic, far more advantageous. Uh, The one-armed dumbbell row is hands-down bread and butter. I've been using it for years. I've probably never even gone a week without doing one. Um, In the past 12 years, I'd say maybe hands-down, maybe a total of a month, maybe eight weeks total in 12 years. I haven't done a one-armed dumbbell row in my programming. Um, Then the... Bulgarian split squat. No, the dumbbell chest press hybridized with uh, chin ups based on what physios are talking about. I'd say um, you're always safe with a one on dumbbell row, typically. Can't say always. It's not, you know, it's not that linear. But then I would say the chin ups and the chest press. Chest press more for vanity, chin ups a little bit more for ego. Um, but at the same time, they both build a surreal amount of muscle and are great for aesthetics out, uh, and change in outcome and just to improve your fitness. And then the last one would be a Bulgarian split squat, which is the end uh, challenge of all lunging or split squatting. Either way, folks, uh, that is my ranking. That is my priority. I hope you guys have a kick-ass day. If you got uh, anything new from this podcast, just search one thing. If I said a lot of shit to you today, uh, no problem. I'm talking a lot about anatomy stuff, which is a little bit more confusing to talk about. Um, Mindset stuff is pretty linear. People can grasp that concept. When it comes down to the biomechanics and which ones, we're talking extension, we're talking you know, different kind of scapular retraction, whatever we're talking about. It can be a little bit overwhelming so if you get any one word inside this podcast that seems like I don't get it or I didn't get a lot of that don't worry about it just focus on picking up one or two new concepts every single time you listen to this podcast and your mind will explode uh, over the course of your relationship with it uh the, the entire podcast if you just did this as a challenge for 30 days um ask yourself by the end of that 30 days of the daily fitness education um do I know more about fitness do I have a better semblance of what fitness looks like and that's the goal Stay with this shit uh, and stay with me along here, folks. And I promise you, uh, we will all rise together as a rising tide raises all ships. Have yourselves a wonderful day. Remember, I swear I'm going to get this quote and say it properly once before I sign off. Many people overestimate what they can do in six months and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Have yourself a beautiful day. I'll see you all in 24 hours, Peace.